1: when Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website www.whenchristianspeak.com and click on our donation page.
2: Okay.
0: Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogtalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646 646- Four seven eight zero six six zero. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also, be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God. Jesus came to set the captives free.
3: Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth and relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to Change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Good evening. Welcome to Happy Hour. I'm excited. I get excited every every time I talk about God's word. So uh, we're going to start with thriving in crisis. And we're talking about relationships, like you deciding whether you want to live in the relationship or whether you don't want to. But nevertheless, we're giving you steps so that you can apply those steps to every time there's a crisis, whether it's relationship, financial, and so on and so on. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your word that it never fails. Now, we can walk away from it, but your word will never fail. It will always cause us to prosper. And we just thank you in advance for everything that you purpose to do tonight. The eyes of our understanding are enlightened, so that we will know and understand the hope of our calling in Christ Jesus. We also thank you, Father, that we bind every distraction that would hinder people from receiving your truth and your word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we'll continue the series on thriving in crisis. But now, now this is a test shell. You think they got they, they got it? I think
2: so.
3: Where did we stop last last Thursday? Ooh. Where did we stop last Thursday? It was called blind spots. So we stopped at what your what was your blind spot. And we asked you to ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what blind spot, because that's why it's called a blind spot, because nine times out of 10, we don't see it. Either we don't see it or we don't choose to see it. Okay. But I know the Holy Spirit revealed and healed those areas, but we ran out of time. And so I was asking people to, to, in the chat section to let us know what the Holy spirit told you about what was your blind spot. So I'm not asking you to, to disregard that he healed you, but I'm just asking for, for the sake of getting better, uh, a readout as to to how many people received and how many people were surprised by what they received when the Holy spirit told you. So we ran all the time, but now i just put them in the chat section and and we'll take a quick look at them, but I'm going to continue on, uh, yeah, I got to slow down. I, I'm really, I'm moving fast all day today. So let, let, me, let me slow it down. Let me put it in another gear, okay? So I want to know, what did the Holy Spirit reveal? I know he healed because he reveals to heal. See, see, see that, that's a message right there. The Holy Spirit reveals so that he can heal. All right? So um, we're going to step into steps in a crisis. So I'm going to go over that briefly. Number one was now we're talking about relationships. Now we can talk about marriage. We can talk about dating, and I'm also talking about friendships. You know, like you and a person been together or been been uh, became friends when you were in the first grade, and you you still have that relationship although you you have graduated college and so forth and. So, I'm just talking about relationships as well. So, this might be relationships with your children. It might be relationships with your best friend, uh, with your parents, the in laws, and so forth. So, wherever there's a crisis, there are always steps to get out of those crises. Okay? So, number one do I want to live or not? And sometimes it's a critical, it's like a crisis where you were in a store or something, someone came in shooting. So what, what you have to decide is whether I want to live or not. So that's, that's another area we have talked about. That's how we started this whole series out. But I do want to warn you and say straight up, up front, uh, by living, start to notice your surrounding more often. So there was a time where I would go to a gas station and I'm pumping my gas, and if my back is against the car as I'm watching what how much gas is going out and so forth, what the numbers are on that. There was a time where if someone drove up, I wouldn't turn around to see whether um, who that person was because nine times out I, of ten I would not know them. But now I'm starting to watch when new cars come up to get gas. I turn around to see who it is and who's getting out of the car. And so I'm just saying, start to alert yourself, not scare yourself, but alert yourself to see who's coming and who's going. And, and, you know, I've always done that in restaurants, you know, when Curly and I first dated, she would always ask, okay, you know, what's, what's he, you want to sit in? Well, I would ask her and then when she would say, I would say, if you don't mind, can I face the door? So that way I would see who was coming and who was going. And it's been a, I continue to do that, but now I'm doing even more uh, cautious type of thing. So I'm, I'm asking you to be alert more so than just, well, you know, whoever drove up, they drove driving up to get gas too. Okay. Not scaring you, but alerting you. Number two, focus on what I have. What do you have in that relationship that is, that brought you into it? What do you have? <laughs> you know, was it cute? Was she she fine? Was well, what, what were some other things that attracted you to that relationship? Were they nice or were they always opening up the door or were they always dressed nicely or could cook really well? What were some of the reasons why you got in that relationship? So put that in the chat section as well. Number three, access quickly what I don't have. So you're looking at what you don't have, but notice I say quickly, because if you stay on that, you, it'll start to grow. You say, well, you know, they never paid me any attention. OK, so you access it quickly. I don't have that in my relationship. OK, so as we talk about prayer, we want to talk about how to get those things into your relationship. If you decide you want to live in that relationship. Number four, seek and do, meaning look at God's word, the a scripture that you are standing on. So when you pray, you're praying with confidence and faith, knowing that it's going to come to pass. And number five was, now that you find these found these things out, now it's time. Now, N-O-W, it's time to move, move forward, move in some direction where you are bringing to pass what you say you want, okay? Now, uh, the scripture I used was Romans chapter 12, verse 18 in the Amplified. And it says, if possible. So if says what? What does if say to people? <laughs> It might not be possible. It might not be possible. So God already knew. He said that, you know, I established divorce because I knew the heart of man. That we there are certain situations that have come up where they don't want to be there. And maybe you didn't do anything. Maybe they outgrew the relationship and not in a good way. But anyway, it says, if possible. So that means that it might not be. As far as it depends on you. Live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with everyone. So the way that scripture reads it it lets you know that there are possibilities where, there are strong possibilities where it depends on you whether you're going to be at peace. Because you can be in a nasty situation, but based on how you process that person and that activity and those hurts, then you can still live in the peace in the midst of chaos. Or you can live in peace in the midst of a crisis, in a relationship, as much as it lies if possible, as much as it lies within you. So I want you to get used to you taking the reins in that situation. It's like, yeah, they cuss me out, but I want to be at peace. You always hear me talk about the first emotion that I go to is what's virtue, what's life giving in that situation, okay? So check this out. So this is my question. So yeah, we, we good in, in the chat section?
2: Um, yeah, we have a couple of comments. Okay. Um, when you asked about um, what people were healed of last week, mm-hmm. um, Teresa said, be incredible. Okay. Um, and also, one more thing. Um, nope, that's it. Okay. Thank
3: you. All right. So, if the scripture says, in Romans twelve eighteen, if possible, says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So my question to you is, so who really decides whether you have peace or not, them or you? And I'm waiting, who who decides that? So if, it's, if they get to determine whether you have peace or not, then they can take away your peace as well. But if you determine that you were going to have peace regardless of what they do and say, then that means we are the person in authority over who takes our peace or not. So I'm, I'm always talking about forgiveness. The moment I forgive, I've already created life back into that situation. Another person, the person who offended me, might not be aware of that. But when I chose life and I chose to forgive, I put life back into my mindset. It, forgiveness creates peace. Stop thinking that the only reason I can get peace when I forgive is if they acknowledge what they did wrong. See, then once again, I'm giving it back to, I'm giving them the power that I supposed to possess. I, I never look for a person to come back and say, well, you know, I was sorry, man. I, 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 I spoke. you know, I did stuff. I, I didn't, shouldn't have said that. Never look for it because my peace will only come if they, they say it. But if I create my peace, taking authority over my emotions, my feelings, my body, my mindset, my relationship, then I am the one to decide how quickly I get that peace. And you know, I I tell people the same thing is similar in the grieving process of about the six stages of grief. We determine based off how quickly we wanna heal as to how long those stages stay with, like one stage is anger. We determine how quick we wanna process that grief so that anger cannot manifest as strong as it would like to. For example, some people decide that they want to stay angry for years. They don't go to the next step. If it's six steps, now now it's up to 10 stages down that they have determined instead of the six. So nevertheless, we're not going to go there. So answer my question. Who determines whether I have peace or not? She is looking at me with a smirk on her face.
2: Wayne and Mallon have the correct answer. Okay, what did they it's say? It's them.
3: It's them. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. And guys, for those who didn't answer, if you get understanding, I mean, based off time, you were maybe not able to answer. But if you focus this way, you determine how quickly or if you're operating in peace or not. Because we are talking about relationships, this do I want to live or not is about living or not in relationships. Okay. I want to make sure you get an understanding of that when I wrote this 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 message, I started out with a crisis and I was talking about the shooting that took place in in Robert uh rob uh Texas but then I started to see there were other stages or other places where crisis were also available or or in the, a relationship and so I want to make sure that when I'm talking about do I want to live or not what I'm saying and what I'm teaching right now about relationships is do I want to live in this relationship? Not about living or dying. Because somewhere along the line, if you decide, no, I don't want to live in this relationship. And I have you know, another part that I would explain the processes that a person would need to take if they decided, no, the relationship is over. I no longer want to be present in this relationship. The steps that they would need to take. But uh, they are going to be similar, but it's just a different Wing of that process. Okay, so um, and I also reiterate that once you decide you want to live in that that relationship, then I said the first thing you need to do is forgive. Forgiveness is the first step. Forgiveness also allows us to see things differently, but you must be consistent with forgiving. And what I mean by that is twenty four seven. When you first start out this process, you are going to be there for a while. Okay. Then I said, number three was access quickly what I don't have. Now, I'm going a little deeper into this tonight. Ask for God's compassion when accessing them, meaning that you're asking God, God, as I look at my spouse or I look at my friend, allow me to see them through compassion as I look at what I don't have, okay? So what do I see? That's the question you wanna ask. And the reason why I say that is, when you first start dating them, when they became your friend, you only saw the good. You only saw the good. Hey, you know, they listen to me when I talk. They don't interrupt. You know, I got people in, in, in the in the house with me here. So can y'all shout something out? What, what, what were some of the things that you saw when you first saw them? Sense of humor. Sense of humor. Posture. Posture. What do you mean by that, Shia?
2: Always stood erect, always okay. looked straight.
3: Oh, right. stood erect and straight. Polite, courteous. courteous. Okay. <laughs> when you started dating or or started a friendship, those are some of the things that you saw. So you make sure you put it in the chat section. What did you see? So then I'm going now I'm gonna start meddling. Okay. Oh oh, Shell. What, what you have? What you have? Um,
2: Wayne says laughed at all their jokes, even when they're not funny. Okay. okay. Nicole says, fun to be around. Fun to be around. And Corey says, they smell good.
3: Oh, it smells good. Okay. All right, Corey. I hear you, brother. (laughs) All right, now. So this was in the beginning. What do I choose to see? See, when things start to look different, we're telling us something, ourselves something that, that we didn't see, but other people might have seen. You know, when when you first start dating someone or become friends with someone, you're infatuated. It was like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, we, we, we got a good thing going on. We got a good relationship going on here. But write this down. And I want you to live in it for the rest of this week. Let me say it first. What do I choose to see? And then this is what I want you to grab. Seeing is a choice. Seeing is a choice. But so when I started to see something in the relationship as a choice, at one time, we looked away from that or didn't even bring it up. Then we get offended, we get disappointed, if, if we, we get frustrated. And, and frustration comes from a place of expectation. We can't get frustrated unless we have expectation. But one of the biggest components about expectation is we was hoping for something different than what we received. But if we see different, we can talk ourselves right out of that as well. Well, you know, maybe they're snapping because they had a long day. Maybe they're snapping because, y'all help me out now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're snapping because something happened at work and they were just disappointed. They're hungry. Maybe they're snapping because they're just hungry. But then after you feed them and they're still snapping, then see, that, that that's when you got to look at something. That's when you got to think about, okay, what do I choose to see? and seeing is a choice. Number 4, this is we did not cover this last week. Number 4. Seek and do. And what I mean by that is if there is a challenge that's coming up in this marital relationship or this friendship, what word are you going to stand on because you said you chose to live in this relationship. So what word are you going to stand on? Because it's extremely important that you stand on something that's greater than yourself, and his word there is no his word is the only word that can conquer anything. so it says that the name of Jesus every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord so that that cussing husband or that that nagging wife or that what else? <laughs> Whatever that, that situation may be, his name is above whatever that is because you're choosing to live in this relationship. What are you praying? This is still number four. Seek, seek and do. Yes, Cheryl, what do you have?
2: Wayne has a question. He okay. says, are you choosing to see the good things and
3: ignore the bad? You are acknowledging the bad things, but you're choosing to believe that it could get better, that they could be healed of that area. So you, you're not... You can ignore what you saw, but if you look at what you saw and then you start the self-talk, which is, yeah, you know, well, maybe maybe they hit a bad day. Maybe today was was challenging. They were told that they wouldn't have to work the 12, but they ended up having to work the whole day. So you are giving options to the emotion. That's the best way I can put it. You're giving options to the emotion. Instead of it being absolute, you're giving it a verbal. Absolutely, say they are a jerk. Why, why are you acting so nasty today? That's absolute. Whereas a verbal says, well, you know, maybe I can ask a few questions to see what, what really happened today. So you're giving it a verbal instead of an absolute. Okay.
2: Um, Nicole asked, and this one, in friendship, uh-huh. doesn't it need to be mutual if we're going to ha- still live in the friendship? I'm still not sure if I want to stay in a friendship where I have to do the heavy lifting of repair.
3: Nicole, just being totally honest with you. Most relationships are not going to be mutual. It's going to be one person in that relationship. That's going to give more than the other one. And the component about that is you will get, you will get to decide whether you want to go with you being the leader in that relationship or you being the one who's giving the most. At any time, of course, you can back back or you can reverse that strong gear that's sending you forward. But most of the time, when you are getting in a relationship, there is a component of difference. And see, that difference normally won't match, but it can be compatible. So if you're a strong leader, then in that relationship, you want to go in that relationship with the components that you have as a leader. And so they, they will not line up. Okay? Good question. So what am I praying? I've already found a word that I'm standing on, but what am I praying? See, y'all ready for this? You can write this down. Are you praying the problem or the answer? (laughs) This is not even here to to do the sword. Are you praying the problem or the answer? Uh, Example, um, Let's say, for example, I spend money all the time and I'm taken from the family budget. So you go to God and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am I'm, I'm bringing a concern that I have about my spouse. OK, now you can say it the first time. I'm concerned about my husband overspending. But because I serve a God that that knows how I feel. I'm bringing my husband to you because I know he's a saver. I know he's a good steward with money. I know he always saves and he does the right thing financially, not only to take care of the family, but himself as well. So I'm coming to you, thanking you in advance now. you got to find your scripture that that you pray, but you're praying the answer. Father, I thank you that he's always been a good worker. I thank you that he's always been someone who always looks ahead and makes preparation for it. And I thank you in advance that I just speak rest to him in any area of his life where the finances are there. I just call forth him to have the wisdom for the strategy for the victory as he is the leader in our household and finances. I call these things manifested right now in Jesus name. I put the time and the date. And from that, area, from that time on, every time if I see anything different than what I prayed, then I start to thank God in advance. Father, I thank you in advance that he's a savior. I thank you that he's wise whenever it comes to money. I thank you that I can rest in the fact that he has our back. In Jesus' name. So now I'm praying the prayer of Thanksgiving, but I'm praying what I have believed for. I find the scripture, then you pray, you acknowledge to God what you're feeling, and then you take it to the answer. So when we go back to God, we never go back telling him about how bad our husband is. We go back reminding God, not that he needs reminding, but he said, remind me. But he knows that you're reminding yourself what you prayed. Amen? Okay, y'all ready for this one? I'm still in the same place about seek and do. How often are you praying? I'm I'm giving you a smack right here. Y'all ready? How often are you praying? Do you just pray once a day? And I'm going to tell you why you need to pray more. This is the science. This is where faith is. As often as you're thinking about the problem, you need to be praying the answer. So if you're praying one time for your spouse or your friend, you're thinking about that challenge in that relationship 15 times. Then who has the who has the balance? You're thinking about it 15 times. So that means you're thinking about it and you're starting to see everything that you don't want to see in that relationship about that. then you're going to pray for it once and not do a prayer of Thanksgiving. So whatever you think about, you bring about. So if you're thinking more about prayer and how God has answered it and delivered you and set you free, then that's where you're going to get that level of peace, that level of rest you're thinking about the situation, well, he did it again, man, I told you. And then, see, see this is where we go wrong, It's when we start blaming God for stuff. Well, you told me it was okay to marry him, well, you told me such and such, and you told me such and such. So now, not only are your thoughts leading you astray, but you're walking away from the very, the only person that can change the situation. Well, you know, if I had known all this, I wouldn't have did it, I wouldn't have married him. God, why didn't you tell me? You had 15 people tell you not to marry the person. You had 12 people tell you this relationship is not going to work. It's not good. and So so that's why we talked earlier about making sure you are looking at yourself. Judge yourself first. But if I'm thinking about something 12 times during that hour, then I need to be thanking God for the answer. You follow me? Because I'm telling you, if you just let, let thoughts run by themselves, a thought will always grab a thought similar to itself. See, every time my thought is going around, it's grabbing another thought similar to itself, whether that's good or bad. Okay? So, how often are you reading the Word? See, we want to forget about God in our situations. But how often are we reading the Word? See, when we get moved away from prayer, we get moved away from the Word, we get moved away from those, we choose to move away. Let, let me rephrase that. We choose to move away because we are not getting from God what we think we should. We're not getting from their spouse or that relationship what we think we should. So we would just want to stay teed off for a little while. But why you get teed off, well, you're going to have victory. See, that's my whole thing is when I always talk about virtue, I choose virtue. You guys, don't get it twisted. Don't think, pastor, don't have challenges, don't have crisis, don't go through anything. It's just that I'm choosing quicker and faster because I like the peaceful life. I, I don't like grudges. I've lived there before. I don't like to be disappointed. I've lived there before. But the disappointment would just drag me down. And then when you don't have any energy, then how are you supposed to enjoy the house you bought, the relationship you're in, the car you drive? Because you're driving the car and you're still mad at somebody. You're living in a house and you're still mad at somebody because they didn't speak or they, they, they didn't give you the respect you deserve at work. Nobody gets to take my joy. It's going quiet for a while. That's how our decision, guys. Yes, we can be disappointed. Yes, we can be upset. But how long you want to stay there? You're on a date with your wife or your friend, and, and the, the servant don't serve you, right? And then what about that 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 woman that's looking at that that you were excited when she came down the steps? I mean, she hot. <laughs> You know, and she came in and stuff. And so you letting somebody that gave you the wrong food, or it came out cold. Just ask them to reheat it. But but still keep looking at her, or looking at the date that you with, or the friend that you with. You've been waiting all week to be able to sit down and talk to her. I got to stop right here. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank you in advance for everything that you purpose to do tonight. I thank you in advance that you showed me years ago, our oh, life, our oh, virtue choosing that which is life giving. And I thank you in advance that that cannot be hidden from this congregation and those who are watching and those who are receiving. Stop giving power to the other person. Stop giving power to wrong and give the power to righteousness. I call these things manifested right now in Jesus name. Amen. See you this Sunday, 10 a.m. Amen.
1: This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.